Good morning, everybody. Glad you're here. Uh, I um, want to remind everybody, and I've just made an executive decision on this, so uh, nobody else was involved, and hope you don't mind, but the next two following Wednesdays are on holidays, and so we will not have the call on Christmas Day and on New Year's. Um, like I say, I made that executive call, and, and um, like I say, uh, I just feel like it, that would be better for everybody not to be trying to get on the call uh, and take away from any family time. Um, also, I know um, we've had uh, Monday some pretty major devastation here where I'm from in Alexandria, Louisiana, from tornadoes, and I know Mississippi got hit and Alabama got hit, and we definitely want to remember uh, those people who have loved ones that were lost uh, due to the storms and the devastation. Uh, a lot of people this time of the year, uh, everything that they own is gone. Uh, I can speak personally just from seeing some of the devastation here where I live. And uh, so we definitely want to remember those people and lift those folks up in prayer. Um, start out, I want to tell you that I am a, I love to listen to different pastors online. And you've heard me say before, I love listening and have done a book, uh, uh, Divine Direction by Craig Rochelle. And he, there's a video that he put out. And if I've talked about this before, I apologize. Uh, but there's a, a video where he's teaching his son how to ride a bicycle, and uh, they're they're out in what appears to be a park, and and uh, and he knows that he's going to use this as a sermon series, and he's filming teaching his son how to ride a bike, and uh, as he's riding the bike, um, you know, he, the little boy says, "Ooh, I don't want to run into the stickers," you know, and uh, fall over, and uh, his dad, uh, Craig Rochelle, says. Um, well, uh, are, are you scared to fall in the stickers? And he says, no, I'm not scared to fall in the stickers. And he asked him, his son, he says, why aren't you scared to fall in the stickers? He said, because I know you'll catch me. And that so goes along with everything that, that we know God will catch us. And, you know, and I just thought that was a just an example where out of the mouth of babe, of a babe came something that was very profound. Um, but today, <clears throat> I want us to go back, and I want us, since we're right here at Christmas, I want us to think about um, Mary and Joseph. You know, uh, you know, you think about Joseph. Uh, you know, Joseph is uh, pledged to be married to Mary, and uh, he gets up one day, and you know, I just think about what a crazy day it must have been. When he finds out that the young lady that he's supposed to be getting married to is pregnant with a child that's not his, and you think about this day and time, if if that happened to you, how you would feel, you know, would it be something that that you know would bother you, and and um, and it would be you know something that you might not get over, and you could tell if you go through the scripture, you can tell in in Matthew 19 what type of guy that Joseph was, and he was, you know, dealing with this, because it says in Matthew one nineteen, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But then things change in verse 20. It says, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. 
but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. So we kind of see that, that there was some apprehension, but because of what he felt like the Lord was telling him to do, that whole situation changed. So look at Mary. You know, let's set this up at this time in history. If you were pledged to be married to a man and you were found not to be a virgin, a virgin all accounts say that you were probably going to end up being stoned to death. So here we go. Mary's, you know, going to get some news that's going to rock her world. In Luke uh, 1, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are uh, highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at uh, his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him uh, Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give you the throne of his father David. Uh, will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then Mary, basically what any 13 or 14-year-old, I think, would do, and that's what we believe how you know old she was, says, how will this be, you know, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered back, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, um, who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for the, no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Um, you know, you look at the questions that were probably out there in, in Mary's mind. Um, you know, would anybody really believe that this child was conceived from the Holy Spirit? Um, you know, and you know, don't you think people might have concluded that that uh, they were covering up some escapade she had with maybe a Roman soldier that happened to come through town or or something like that? That people, you know, just the same as today, people back then, I'm sure, would talk. Um, and and it could even people probably concluded that that Mary and Joseph had gone too far in their relationship and disobeyed the law. And, uh, you know, you know. Any, anyway, in this situation, Mary knew that there was a possibility that she would be stoned for fornication because, you know, people wouldn't understand. And then we think about what about Joseph? You know, you know he, he knew he was not responsible for Mary's condition. You know, what, what would people say about that if they knew? You know, would you know, he still be willing to, you know, marry Mary? Um, was, is she willing to give him up if, if it came to that? There's a lot of questions out there. So, you know, you, you've got to think about it. In a brief moment, all of Mary and Joseph's dreams for the future flashed before their minds. And, you know, you, you can see just basically in my mind, I can see every one of those dreams shattered. What they thought was going to be, things would be like tomorrow, were not going to be the same. Uh, but it all boils down to one question for Mary and Joseph. Can I trust God to work out every problem that I'm going to encounter along the way in this journey if I submit myself to his will? And fortunately, they trusted God. 
And because they trusted God, Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem. He grew up. He died on a cross so that our sins would be forgiven and we would have the grace that we have. About 25 years ago, uh, God sent a gentleman into my life who's about 50 or 52 years old. His name was Leroy. Leroy had been cast aside by society because he was slow. He mentally probably had, um, he probably acted like about a 15, 16-year-old mentally. Um, his parents didn't send him to school because they thought he was too dumb. Uh, so he, he had a rough life growing up. Uh, he was, you know, people picked on him. Um, he, you know, he, would, he couldn't find, a, you know, a meaningful job. And when he was uh, around 50 or 52, that he happened to run into a person that I go to church with, and that person sat down with him and loved him and led him to Christ. And he had no idea about a relationship with Christ because his parents hadn't shared anything with him. Nobody had ever sat down and, and shared a Christ with him. And from the day that he became a Christian, uh, he had the faith of a child. Uh, he just believed that God could do all things, you know. Uh, but he he got to where that he would tell if you if he ran into you on the street or anywhere else, he would stop and ask you, "Did you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior?" And he would talk to people in probably a, a way that was not comfortable to them because he was very childlike. But he was a 52 year old man, bald headed and gray. And I'll tell you how much he got out and he tried to share Christ with people is he had a job working as a busboy at uh, a restaurant one of our friends owns and uh, it ended up our friend fired him because he was I mean he was going up and he was constantly sharing Christ with all the customers and uh, I hate that our friend didn't see that you know what he was doing uh, was not a bad thing but he ended up firing so we had to go back and we had to help him get his job back you know he uh, he loved to work with his hands. He was hard labor. His hands were had arthritis. They were all uh, twisted and bent. But he uh, he still he was out there and he was sharing Christ with people. So about ten years ago, he told us that he was living in an apartment behind his sister's house, and we noticed all of a sudden that that Leroy uh, was not bathing. Uh, he, his clothes were not washed, and uh, we. Kind of questioned him what's going on. Everything was fine. He said he was living in an apartment. Well, we come to find out, we found out where his sister lived, and we went there. And his sister had him living in a cinder block storage building with no door. Uh, it, uh, the windows were knocked out of it, and he was sleeping uh, on a uh, sleeping bag and had a pillow that was just filthy because this building was filthy. And she was taking his paycheck every week and, and week and telling him that that, that was uh, you know his rent payment. And uh, so several people in our church got him out of that situation. We got him some help and uh, he uh, you know still he was out there and, and when they were moving him out of that little building, uh, he just kept saying, I knew God would you know provide something better for me. I, I knew he would. I, I was trusting him. and I thought, man, what it's like to trust God that much. Well, Leroy died a little over a year ago, 
and there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish that I'd spend a little more time with Leroy and how that he was a simple man, but I could learn so much from him. Um, his obituary was very short, and it said this. He was a peaceful person who loved people and never met a stranger. I wish I could have told him, and he never stopped trusting God. You know, um, that faith that he had, the trust that he had in God is something that daily I just think, man, I'm short of that. And I don't know if you are, but if you, like I say, if we go back and we look at Mary and Joseph and the trust they had in God, that he was going to work out everything, I think that that is, an, you know, a, another way to look at the Christmas story. You know, when, you know, is there a time that we haven't trusted God, that, that God's plans, uh, he's had to go about another way to get those plans taken care of because we did not have faith and trust God to take care of that. Coming up on Christmas, I don't know where you're at. There's a lot of different situations out there. Uh, I don't know if there's problems with family. I don't know if there's uh, somebody that you need to make amends with that you're, you're friends with. Uh, but I just pray that you would trust God, and you trust God that he'll work out all the details on that stuff. Uh, and that this holiday season, you know, you won't forget about Mary and Joseph and what their trust meant to us. Let me end this in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Dear God, I thank you for the trust that Mary and Joseph had and the example they had for us. And I just pray that you would be with each and every one of us as we go through this holiday season, uh, that you'll remind us that in difficult situations, dear God, we need to just rely on you and trust you. You'll work out the details. I just pray that you would be with each and every one of us that through the holiday season you'll provide safety. Um, I pray that you would be with the ones that have lost everything, dear God, because of tornadoes that came through. Um, we lift them up. Give them comfort. Give them peace. Those who have lost lives, dear God, their families. Um, I just pray that you would just, they would feel your presence and your arms around them, holding them, dear God. Uh, as we uh, go about our jobs today, dear Lord, keep us all safe. Uh, give us a safe day and bring us back to our family safely. These things I ask in your name. Amen. All Amen. right, guys.